0: welcome back to another episode of the infertility podcast woohoo and you all will be happy because
1: guess who's back back. guess who's
0: back guess who's back woody's back
1: what up (laughs) hey everyone
0: our reoccurring guest. what you got for the people
1: I mean, all things are good. It's 2020. I don't think I've been on here since 2020. So, uh, happy new year to everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Those new year resolutions, I hope we're still with it. Goals. Goals. Um, And you know, because they're goals, you can always get back at them. So, if you fell off, let's get back on the treadmill.
0: (laughs) (coughs) That part. (laughs) We need to get on the treadmill. All right. So. Today we decided that we're going to give some advice to those who are recently engaged. So the holiday season brings a lot of engagements. Um so Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Um these these holidays bring on some engagements and so um, before we get into the advice, I don't think we've ever shared our engagement story on the podcast. I We were going kind of going back and forth on this and I had to kind of look back and think, and I don't believe we went over the engagement story. If I did, forgive me, still listening. <laughs> <laughs> so Woody and I got engaged, uh, March 8th, 2015. hmm and it was definitely one of the best days ever.
1: Best days of your life.
0: Oh God. Um. And so we'll kind of tag team and, and tell this story and um for di- from two different perspectives. Uh, for me, um, on that day it was a Sunday, and so I was up to bat to preach that Sunday. So I was already kind of nervous, um, because I was going to be preaching. Um, and on that day, God really gave me a message about breaking cycles and pushing past obstacles and cycles that we find ourselves in and what that looks like. And I preached my heart out that day. (laughs) Um, and it was a, it was a very powerful, um, Sunday. And all I remember is after I preached, um, you know, people like shaking your hand, you know, saying the messages for them, how it blessed them, all these things. And, you know, I'm shaking um, everyone's hands, but I know I'm on a time constraint because Woody had made plans for us that day. I can't remember what you told me the plans were.
1: Um, I told you that I wanted to take pictures for my birthday because we have been dating and I didn't, you know, it's weird because um, I do photography and we had no pictures of us. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This is ridiculous. I want pictures. And my birthday had recently passed. And I was like, for my birthday, I want pictures. And you are like, I'm not taking pictures with anybody I'm not engaged to. What do I want? A bunch of memories of someone who I'm not going to be with for the rest of my life.
0: Can I pause for a minute? So
1: we're only taking pictures if we are engaged. And I was like, well, it's my birthday, so I should get what I want. And I want pictures.
0: Let me just say, every time Woody imitates me, I sound like a smoker. (laughs) That's not how I sound. But anyways, those words may or may not have been said. They're
1: facts.
0: (laughs) So, you know, I'm already like, you know, wow. Um, You know, we were on a time constraint because I know we had to take these pictures and and I don't want to be rude. You know, people are, are, um, you know, shaking my hand. And so one of the things I remember is my mom gave me a scarf and I'm like. I took it from her, I'm like, what do I need this for? She's like, just take it. And she was being like really weird. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I threw it in my handbag and I was just like, okay, let's go. Um. And so we get in the car and Woody's taking like these back roads. And you know, I know my area. So I'm like, is he taking the back roads because he's lost? and all these things but i was like i don't want to be annoying you know because I, I can i know i can be like i can nag so i was like let me just be quiet and then you know we'll see so we pull up to um for those who are in the orlando area we pull up to i drive and we get to this first um yeah he, ha- he asked me do you know what we're doing first and i was like no like we're taking pictures like first like what are you talking about he's like well um, remember I told you, um, we would one day take a helicopter ride and he pulls up into this place, um, that does helicopter rides. And so, um, I won't go into too much details. I, I think I'll do a separate podcast in dealing with this portion of the story, but, um, I have a fear of heights and really truly helicopters because of a near death experience. And so... Every time I think about helicopters, I attribute it to something that's pretty much negative. And so um, Woody said years ago, like, you know, we'll go on a helicopter ride to help you get over your fear and that sort of thing. So we pull up to this place and they're like, it's going to be a two hour wait or something like that. Wasn't it something like that they said? Like it was going to be a crazy wait time. Do you remember? I
1: remember all the details. (laughs) And apparently as much as I went through these details, you are just, you must have been really excited that day. Cause you live out all the important details. I'm just going to hop what in here. What important, what did I forget? I'm going to hop in here. So Danielle gave this amazing um, sermon that day and she was all nervous, but um, she, she, you know, she, the only thing she agreed that she would do is her makeup um because she didn't want to take pictures on this day. So I had to buy her an outfit, get all that stuff done for that day. And she was happy because I had come in from out of town. She had a new outfit. She, she was going to do her makeup and she was preaching that day. So she was in a really exciting mood, especially cause she got some new shoes and new outfit, shoes. A, new, a new outfit on a day that, you know, was supposed to be about my birthday. We are on our way and I'm taking all these back roads and she's trying not to, but she keeps asking like, where are we going? Where are we going? Do you know where you're going? Because you're taking all these back ways and I feel like you're lost and I'm like, chill. So I fake act like my phone rung and I answered it. I'm like, oh, okay. And I lean over to her and I'm like, the photographer's running behind. And uh, they said they're they're gonna need another 20 minutes. And she's like, oh, okay. And I said, well, knowing where I was on purpose, right in front of a helicopter place, I said, Do you remember how you told me you had a fear of helicopters? And she said, yeah. I said, well, let's make this day about conquering fears. And I turned into the helicopter place. She was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we decided that we're going to take the helicopter ride. Um, While she was looking at the prices, I slipped the the front register guy, a message. No,
0: remember the first helicopter, we went to one helicopter place and they said it was going to be a two hour wait. Yes. And then I said, oh, well, there's one down the street. Not knowing that, I was setting up my own engagement. <laughs> I was helping. So the first place we went to, that's when they told us it's like a two hour wait. And you're like, well, we can't do two hours because we have to you know, still meet with the photographer. And I said, okay. I said, well, there's one like literally down the street. Let's go try to go to that one. And that's when we drove to the one down the street and then you slipped the guy
1: a mm-hmm. note
0: or wh- I don't know
1: what you did. I said the guy, um, I slipped the guy, uh, a note that said, I plan on proposing when we land. And he gave me the wink and the gun. <laughs> as my best friend would say, he gave me a head nod that let me know he got me. Yeah. Um, we went up for the ride. Little quick 20 minute ride, looked at the city. She's like, Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I'm glad I'm no longer. Oh my smoker. gosh, this is gorgeous. Oh, I love
0: it. Now you have yes. me sound like Miss Piggy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We land and um A friend of mine. And a friend she saw her two friends and she was like, Oh my gosh, look, my friends are coming to take
0: to do the helicopter
1: ride." And, I, and I'm just shaking my head like yeah. I had-
0: no idea. Your, your friends
1: are taking a helicopter ride the same time as us. I
0: had no idea.
1: And so she turned around to tell me, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, look. And here I am getting down on one knee. Yes. Saying this whole spiel. No, I grabbed her hand, gave my whole spiel, which the world will never know.
0: <laughs> and, which you're happy about.
1: And then I so took weird. a knee and I went ahead and proposed. Um and then we actually did go take pictures because I wasn't gonna be made to be a liar. But and I and actually those pictures ended up, up
0: being our engagement photos.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, and then after the engagement photos, we went out to have coffee or something like that. We went
0: to a little appetizer place. Yes, like a French beast. Because she was tired,
1: She was like, "I'm so overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired today. It's been was so long. So
0: tired. Little oh,
1: does she know, I'm burning time because
0: he's planning a whole engagement party right after. <laughs> right after. So in that one day, we he proposed. I had my engagement photos and an engagement party. Surprise All for someone who party.
1: didn't want to take my pictures for my birthday.
0: And I will tell you one of the things I remember um, on that day is when we walked into the room of the engage, you know, the engagement party, and um, it was basically my family that was there, and you know, seeing the them, the my family members were holding out the letters that spell out congrats, congratulations, and the first person I saw was my grandmother, and I just busted out crying and left the room and you're like where are you
1: going well because I, I was slightly annoyed <laughs> i took were... on a helicopter ride she did not cry i got down on one knee she did not cry <laughs> she took engagement photos she did not cry but she see all these people and here come the tears open the floodgates of heaven for they were i'm
0: like what <laughs> was like a, hot ghetto mess crying
1: pouring out crying i
0: think it's because i was just so overwhelmed like all of this was happening in one day like i was you know i was in the car texting people i didn't even get to text people until like the next day to tell them hey i'm engaged and all this stuff because i was just so overwhelmed um so after the engagement party i think my parents and my parents went to church and then we went to my parents' house and just like crashed and slept on the couch because we were so tired. Um, but good day, good day. It was a definitely a good day. And so we share the story with you to, to say that we know that the experience of being engaged is definitely a fond memory. But we really want to talk about what comes after that day. Um... So you've been proposed to, you're planning this wedding. What does it look like? Okay, so I think I'm gonna start off with Woody. Woody can kind of kick us off. Um, And one of his uh, words of advice was to live in the moment.
1: Yeah, I I think that um, it's definitely, listen, I, as someone who does photography for weddings, I can count on my hands how many people said that the engagement period was was smooth sailing. Mm. Um, most people are like, this was bumpy. The whole inviting the guests was horrific <laughs> because you know, you know the world, you love the world, but you can only invite so many people. And some people take it personal not getting invited. And I have always been one to say, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the moment. What's supposed to happen will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe it sucks after an event is done for you to look back and be like, to for you to look back and say, wow, mm-hmm. um, I really wish I would have done this, or I missed this, or this was so nice, or I should have really enjoyed this moment. So I think it's yeah. really important to say, enjoy Live the, the moment. moment. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy the moment. Live, Ride the journey.
0: Yes. So even in the planning phases, like, Enjoy, I think one of our favorite parts was the um, tasting of the uh, the cake tasting. We love that part, and then um, Woody was unable to come for the food tasting, but I definitely enjoyed the food tasting. I bet, I bet. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: so yeah, just enjoy the moments and the things that come with the process of planning a wedding.
1: Right, and and you know, planning a wedding is really. Intense. Yes, it is. I think it's intense because... um, And and mainly because you either don't give yourself enough time to plan the wedding. Mm. You procrastinate and wait till the last minute to plan the wedding. Or sometimes it's just the financial strains of a wedding. Um, You may give yourself enough time. You may try to do it, but it just doesn't feel like you can afford to. Mm -hmm. Or the wedding planner might feel all of this for you. And yet you don't feel as though you're, right. you're always a part of it. I think that it's just tense in itself. There's a lot of pieces to it. You're trying to make, I think the woman oftentimes feels as though she's trying to make a lot of people happy, but I yes. won't speak for the women and the men don't care. Oftentimes we just want her to be happy. Like true. I do who else is happy. Um, but I think that's all part of the journey. That's all part of the experience. I will say, um, you know, a lot of things that we'll talk about on the podcast tonight, I think, will come from somebody who is, from the male perspective, that is oftentimes vested in what the day will look like. I, as someone who takes photography for weddings, mm-hmm. I'm vested. I was vested. I was like, "No, we're not doing this." I seen this play before. It's <laughs> not. Nope not not gonna be I've my. I seen wedding.
0: this movie and how it ends. Yes,
1: and it will not be a repeat. This <laughs> will not be a a second viewing of that. And so I was very involved. But I will say, even if your your partner is not somebody who if it's the type of person who's like, you know, I don't care whatever you want, babe, whatever you want, babe, whatever you've been. Listen for the cues. Mm -hmm. Listen for the times where they're really like, I really want this. I want a small wedding. Consider it. Don't just bash it out. (laughs) Don't just say no, not going to have. Don't say to your husband, you must not know who you're marrying. Remember that those words, Danielle. You must know. So,
0: okay, this is uh, a ganga
1: gang oh, Danielle podcast oh, oh, uh, Hold on, wait. So I think it's really important that you take the time to be vested in what the person is showing, especially if they're not the person to show attention to things, because that may be the thing for them that they're really that they really care about. That's really important to them. Um, don't just throw out the "you must not know who you're marrying," right? Beautiful wife of mine.
0: All I gotta say, if you dish it, be able to take it. All right. Yikes. <laughs> um, I would say um premarital counseling or what we call pre magical counseling. Um, premarital counseling is so important. Um, and especially like trying to get as many sessions as you can um in as possible. So if you know you're getting married, um, you know, you have the date set, you know, try to get at least six sessions in, eight sessions in with a counselor, because the counselor can really get you to look at things from a different vantage point, um, expose some areas that may be red flags, uh, areas that you may, um, you know, how kind of say you got to proceed with caution. And so premarital counseling is really, really important. Um... And that's for me, that's some that's the advice that I give most couples that, you know, come to me for certain things that I always say, you know, premarital counseling is very important. And even after you're you're married, you know, doing those check ins and making sure that, hey, you know, you're vocalizing how you're feeling, you know, how you're doing those mental health check ins Um and really investing in your marriage. Because I think a lot of times we plan for the wedding, but we're not planning for our marriage. Does that make sense? It does. So be sure that you're not only planning for your wedding, because that's just a day, okay? Prepare for your marriage. And, and um, I think one of the key things that uh, can help you in preparing for your marriage is premarital counseling. I believe the program that we went through was um, Preparing Enrich. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really really good. It came with like a whole little workbook. We had homework where we had to discuss certain things before we went to our next session. Um, and so it was an investment. Um, you know we you know you have to pay for it out of pocket and that sort of thing. But one thing that is a savings for you is, um, if you do it in, in a timely manner, you can get a certificate, and that certificate will then be can be used to get a discount off of your um. Marriage license, so that's what we ended up doing. So, I would definitely, um, suggest premarital counseling, and then even after, uh, doing some check-ins, uh, post marriage. Um,
1: I think that's. I mean, she's she's hitting the nail right on the head. I think that's Mm -hmm. really important. All I would say is, um look into resources. I I know a lot of people don't have money and fellas, if you're listening, um, be more open to this. I think sometimes for men opening up to a complete stranger could be the hardest things, uh, throw some things out there, throw the curveballs and, and, you know, slide the therapist a note if you can Mm -hmm. about the topics that you need to discuss. Yes. You've been concerned about bringing up to them. Um, but look into resources. If you are in school, uh, a lot of schools offer some type of counseling. Mm-hmm. If you work, some jobs provide six. I mean, I mean, here in the States, I know we got some international listeners. Some jobs offer EPA, I believe it's called E-A- EAP, E-A-P, E-A-P mm-hmm. which um oftentimes is free counseling sessions. And they include spousal counseling. Nobody said which kind of counselor you had to go see. It might be a premarital counselor. So, um, if you attend a church synagogue Mm -hmm. or anything of the sort, um, those faith based places oftentimes have somebody who is licensed, um, in order to provide this type of, of coaching. And, And really what it is, is somebody to help Mediate the conversations that you might not have been vested in or prepared in having who will help mediate that conversation for you to better prepare you for some of the humps, children, education, discipline. Conflict resolution, yes. anger issues, finances, finances, yeah. uh, sexual uh, questions, yes. cleanliness.
0: <laughs> Who's doing the cleaning? Yes.
1: Those little things. You'll be surprised how often those little things are the things that cause the most difficult strains mm-hmm. in a marriage. And I, and in the words of my parents, you rather have the most difficult conversations early on. Yes. So that way, it's it's better in the long run.
0: Yeah, and I like the fact that you said like you need to be. Honest, you have to be open. You know, you only get what you know what you put in. So, if you are, sh- you know, shying away from those conversations that you need to have, it's only going to be a problem later down the road. So, it's best to kind of address those things early on, um, in order to move forward uh, with, you know, the progress of your your relationship with your your future
1: spouse. Right, mm-hmm. and I and I think that is. It's being intentional Mm -hmm. Um, and and you got to you got to find a way because some conversations are not easy to have before um, being not even before being married. I think the thing is, is that when you really love somebody, that's why you can have these difficult conversations with your coworkers because there's not an emotional tie or an expectation that you care for this person. So you can tell them just how you feel about certain things and then get to your spouse and be like, I can't have this conversation. It's because you're scared of having hurting their feelings. And sometimes you have to prepare that person. I'm going to say this. It's not because I don't love you. It's not that I don't care about you. But I need to tell you this in order for us to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like someone who is growing a plant. Sometimes you have to trim the ends of the leaves mm-hmm. in order for it to continue to grow. If you don't pull out some scissors and, and cut those ends, it's going to stop the growth of that plant. And your relationship is definitely a garden.
0: Yeah. Yes. I
1: shocked myself with that one.
0: <laughs> what else do you have to say? what else what other advice do you do you want to kind of share and go over
1: um i think it's really important um i mean when we were engaged planning everything i think the hardest thing for us i mean to be honest with you i there's a few things i was picky about the photographer the videographer um
0: yes you're very passionate
1: and cut it out be nice <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously um there was so much that we were that we were on page on point about. I think the difficult things were wedding size.
0: Yeah, I wanted meaning, a mid
1: size. Meaning how wedding. many
0: attendees? Yeah,
1: and she knew she needed a large one. And partly the reason why I wanted a mid size to small wedding is because I did know how big both our families are. Mm-hmm. I did know how many friends we had, mm-hmm. and I knew we couldn't bring everyone. Correct. So it was almost easier for me to say, we only had this many people than people thinking we had this super big wedding. And here I am unable to invite these people who I've been close to my whole life, even some family members, a lot of family members. Um, It it draws some contention and, and you just need to get to a point where you fight together mm-hmm. instead of apart. Mm-hmm. Um, confronting different people's parents, families. Everybody got an opinion on what your wedding day it should, should like. and could look like. Mm-hmm. And it is better for you to come to an agreement together instead of apart. Remember, I'm not one on on believing in compromise. I believe it's sacrifice. So mm-hmm. you have to pick what you're willing to Sacrifice. Yeah. You have to pick your battles wisely. And it's the first step of understanding that in order for us to grow, sometimes I have to be willing to take this loss. And sometimes she has to be willing to take that loss. Mm-hmm. But as a unit, we continue to take this win. And I think that's really, really important. Something that we recognize is we didn't we didn't pick sides. We didn't go to family first. When we decided how many guests our family was gonna be able to invite, we came to that agreement together together. Mm-hmm. And then we said to the family, this is how much so even if they were bothered, she'd be like, Well, me and Woody decided, and even though they want to be like, Well, Danielle, that's not fair, she's gonna be like, Well, me and Woody decided. Mm-hmm. And they can only fight because, you know, I'm new to the family. They're like, <laughs> Well, we're just gonna okay. <laughs> Okay. We got to adjust. We got to adjust. Mm-hmm. She has a husband. We can't just tell her mm-hmm. what she can and can't do. And I think the same thing goes on both sides. Men may not want to agree with this, but I think there's some family expectations on the male side as well.
0: Yeah. And I think we we started with this in our during our engagement and dating and courtship, and it's continued in our marriage in the sense that we are a united front. So, you know, we, behind closed doors, we may... Agree to disagree. We may disagree.
1: <laughs> sacrifice.
0: But and but we're coming together some you know, we're gonna sacrifice and when we present this thing, it's gonna be a united front. I've bought into what he, his vision and or he's brought into my vision and we're moving forward with that.
1: And that's like one of the hardest things I had to learn. Mm-hmm. She telling me she really not want something that I really, really want. And me picking to say that this isn't a battle that I'm willing to fight for mm-hmm. or not willing to to be the sword that I die on, mm-hmm. as they say, and going ahead and giving her her way, but turning around and saying it to other people as though it isn't a, 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 a compromise that I agree with. Mm-hmm no, we will not have this chicken at our wedding. I'm okay with not having this chicken at our wedding. And me and my wife stand together on nah, nah, I really want this chicken. But I'm not going to say that because me and my Wendy's. wife agree that we won't have this chicken. And, yeah. and it's difficult and, and not everyone understands that. And I think that no one who isn't married truly gets that. Sometimes you make these agreements, not as taking a loss for yourself, but taking a win as a couple.
0: Very good. Um I think the rest of my list is pretty uh, simple to go through is kind of remember to get important documents in place in a timely manner. So mm-hmm. making sure you have your marriage license, I believe it's like 30 days before the wedding date. Um if you're flying outside of the country, um be sure to get your passport you know oh your passport yeah together um if you got to take a passport photo get that done before mm-hmm. you get you to you know turn in the, the papers for your passport and just do things in a timely fashion um there's so many free resources out there like if you google like wedding checklist like it will come up and tell you hey six months before um you need to get your passport you know 30 days before you need to get your marriage license but it gives you the details of what needs to take place and what you need to accomplish so um just make sure you do things that need to be done within a time frame get those things done quickly absolutely um the other thing i wanted to put in there is book your honeymoon early (laughs)
1: it will definitely give the fellas something to look forward to.
0: I'm doing a dance. (laughs) We went to St. Lucia, but we, we did something that was a little bit different. We, um, a lot of things we divided and conquered. So I knew that Woody had a passion for, um, the photography, the videographer, that sort of thing. And so he took the lead on that. Um, he also took the lead of planning our honeymoon. Um, and so We definitely had an idea of where we wanted to go. Um, We made a final decision that it would be St. Lucia. And we just made a decision like, okay, we're spending all this money for the wedding. Like, we need to have a time for ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. So, we had to budget accordingly to make that happen. But we did um, plan for a, a nice honeymoon um, we said, we ended up going to St. Lucia and we stayed at a, at a sandals resort, but you definitely booked that early on. I feel like that's one of the first things we kind of like,
1: um, it, we got married in December and we knew where we were going by.
0: Cause we June. got engaged in March. So. Yeah.
1: We knew by June where we were going. Mm-hmm. Um, and really th- I think the key thing is, is that, you spend a lot of money off of photography, videography, on the food, mm-hmm. on the venue, on all these small details that's going to wow people and yourself a little bit. But what is going to matter is what's in it for you, the things that you do for you, that you're going to remember, the things that are going to hold the key to you. And so we wanted to make sure that if we're going to spend this money that we're also going to spend something that is going to be a lasting memory for us that we enjoy. Everyone does not have this opportunity. Everybody's not able to do what we did. What we're emphasizing is make sure that the things that are important to you 2 not that people will see, not that that people will hold on to, but booking and doing, if you're staying in the same city, but you're going to a hotel don't tell anybody that you're in the same city. You're right, right. Tell them we're going to a secret location and tell nobody and make it the most intimate, loving, passionate moment that you two can experience because that is the a memory that you won't be able to get back mm-hmm. and that's going to provide so much value to the two of you. Um, Can I jump in with another one?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Do not stress everything. <laughs> um, I know wedding planning is probably one of the most stressful things that people can come across, but I do also want to say that nobody knows what you planned. So if something does not happen according to plan, nobody knows. So mm. keep a level head, invest in the, in the things that are going to last. People remember how good your DJ is. People remember the food. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like that's really what people really... The atmosphere, the vibe. The the atmosphere and the vibe. So they're going to remember how much fun they have. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that they have a good time? Those are the things that you probably look into. Mm -hmm. But for us, it was like, we also want to remember these moments. So we were willing to spend on the photography and videography. Because Mm -hmm. after it's all said and done in three years, people may remember they had a good time, but they won't remember the details of your wedding.
0: Right, right.
1: And the day goes by so fast for you that's why we chose to invest in that mm-hmm. so invest in what means the most to correct. you correct if mm-hmm. you love good food invest in good food mm-hmm. if you love good music invest in good music you get this day once so do it properly yeah if you're choosing to have this big old or small old wedding
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay
1: she laughing at me y'all.
0: um ask for help Um, be willing to ask for help. I know like, you know, you may feel like, oh, you don't want to burden someone, but ask for help. Like for us, when it was time to, uh, send out the invites, like I thankfully had some girlfriends who were willing to give up their time and we went to my aunt's house and we just stuffed envelopes. We had like a assembly line to put the, um, the forever
1: indebted to those people.
0: Yes. The invitations together. That was a crazy night the, put the invitations together and stuff the envelopes. Um, so I'm so grateful for my support system. Um, and so I'm the type of person who doesn't really like to ask for help. So I was very grateful that they offered, you know, to help, but don't be like me, like ask for help. If you need help, I'm learning this throughout, you know, my journey now in life in general, like it's okay to ask for help, you know, say, Hey, I need help with, um stuffing the favors or I need help with stuffing the envelopes for the invitations whatever the case may be and just put it out there whoever can make it great who can't don't feel obligated and also don't make people feel bad you know people have their own lives and things that are going on um but be willing to ask for help and I wanted to highlight that you know along the way in this journey of being engaged there will probably be some arguments. And I think we've covered most of them um, that I can think of. One of the big ones that couples um, experience and we've experienced was the guest list. Guest list. So um, who's coming? Who do we have to cut out? Um, the list is growing. It's you got a hard. list from your parents. You it's got a hard. list from you know, your aunties, you got your friend list. So, and you know, you got, you can only invite so many people. And so the guest list, I think is one of the most common arguments Mm -hmm. that come up in this engagement season. So, um, just be aware of that. Don't, um, feel like oh my gosh we're arguing about this this is the end of the world like this is gonna you know if if we're arguing about this like how's our marriage gonna be no it's just the pressure of everything that's going on so just be mindful that um you know the guest list will probably be an argument uh what they say is based on the people who are svp about 10 percent do not show up we, I think, maybe had that, but we ended up also having wedding crashers.
1: <laughs> a lot, a lot of wedding crashers.
0: So, our guests... And I think
1: we anticipated some, just not the amount that we had. I
0: don't know if I anticipated some. Yeah. I don't know. I but... definitely
1: did. Your dad's a pastor. <laughs> we got married in the same city that your dad's a minister in. Oh, okay. Yes.
0: Well, I, most. Of, I'm not going to say...
1: And they all were, and the funny thing is, they all were, they majority of them weren't even from the church,
0: and they weren't my all of my people. So um, let's put that <laughs> out seen, there. Y'all see that assault? She's throwing let's, the song? Let's be. let's not there, do that. There, there were some of my honest. people.
1: Definitely, definitely some of my people. Okay. I know who you are <laughs> when you're listening. I know who you are.
0: Me, I'm coming solo, but I got a date. Anyways, <laughs> um. So also we talked about having the the number of attendees um so you know um who actually shows up to the wedding. And then another thing that may be a, an issue is you know the program. I know that this has come up with some couples that we've counseled in the past like you know who's doing what? Like who's going to do who's officiating? Who's um going to do the prayer? Who's going to ask, you know, who's who who what's the phrase the pastor asked?
1: Who gives, who gives this, this woman away? To this man. Yeah, to
0: this man. So, like all of those things, those intric- intricate details, you may be going as a bride. You're going into it thinking one way, and then your um, groom is going into it thinking it, thinking at it, and looking at it from a different perspective. And so, that may be be an argument.
1: Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is women often say, I've been dreaming of this day my whole life. See,
0: all the other women you made them sound so prissy and nice. Me, I sound like Miss
1: Piggy and the smoker. You did not sound like any Miss Piggy <laughs> or any smoker. You said those things yourself. I would never put those anyway, over my queen. keep
0: going with Never story. over my queen. Whatever. Um,
1: But no, women say these things. And here's the truth. Women don't understand that men have already said the yes that you've been hoping for on the day that he got on one knee. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say it on the day of the altar. He actually says it if your culture is one where they get a ring or they ask the parents to get married or they do any (laughs) of these other cultural things, I for one both ask her father for her hand and I bought a ring and both times for me felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulder when I was We honest. need to talk
0: about that engagement. Ask. I mean, that's a
1: whole nother. That's, that's a whole nother. I mean, we would have to look up and talk about all the different cultural things, yeah. but like it wasn't just me. I didn't just go me and I bought my father and my close aunt because my mother was unable to make it and I sat down with her father and her mother mm-hmm. and we had a conversation about what our families were like mm-hmm. and how they both respected the upbringing of both of us mm-hmm. and they loved us as individuals and they would love to learn more find out more about each other's family and become one like that's huge to be sitting there like, you feel like you're 10 years old all over again with the grownups just talking, except they're talking about you and they're expecting you to chime in. And so you have to, and it's like, whoo!
0: The funny (laughs) thing about this whole talk that happened, I had no idea that the talk was gonna happen. But the week, I think before, my mom was cleaning the house like crazy. And I'm like, who's coming like why are you cleaning the
1: house she's so nosy go <laughs> sit down somewhere why you got all these why questions in the
0: house and then i my sister knew about the talk too and they were both like my sister was just like i don't know i don't know my mom was like i have to clean it's the break you know um because it, it was about to be christmas break when he asked for my hand in marriage and so i was like i walked in the house i'm like yo it smells like straight up fabuloso <laughs> in this house i can't take it but you know it just it just reminds me of that time period of my life and you know the effort so many people put into um your day and and making sure that it's special you know what i mean and and i do know what you mean (laughs) to me i hope i have a lot of gratitude towards um Woody's family. Um, you know, as I said, he said his mother couldn't make it. Um, I think we've talked about this in the podcast, I'm not sure, but his mother is bedridden and that's the reason why she couldn't make it. But to know, like, you know, she was there in spirit, um, his aunt who we love so dearly was there, and his dad that we love was there, and just knowing like there everyone was just putting their best foot forward, you know, and if you think about your engagement, your engagement season and your wedding think about all the people who are coming together to make sure your day is special. And so, um, to me, it just makes me have a heart of gratitude, you know, towards the people who have invested in us to get us to this point. Um, and then those who will continue on in your engagement, um, and Mm -hmm. then your wet in your wedding and your marriage, you know, because those same people, like we still look to your dad, we still look to your, uh, we still mm-hmm. look to my parents for guidance, for words of wisdom, for encouragement, um, and Woody's mom, of course, always praying for us. So uh, we look to those individuals um, to continue to kind of be with us in our, our right. journey. It's it a village. Well, that's that's what I was going to yeah. say. That's the village. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, but I mean, as a as a, as a man, the, the day I brought the ring. I had um I had a female friend there with me, a really close female friend in North Carolina, who I'm still really good friends with. Hey Mo, if you're listening. Um we we went in and she was like, boy, you are sweating. And I'm like, yeah. I, 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 I was I was sweating. I was just like, I'm really about to do this, huh? And it took me two trips, two or three trips back to make sure I was picking out the right ring. Um, to make sure I was, you know, this was something I was I was confident in. Not in asking her, but in getting the thing that I think that she would love and appreciate um within my budget, fellas, stay within your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, asking for her hand in 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 marriage and all these things. When this stuff started, I started planning things in my in my head. There's a reason why I was able to do a proposal, engagement photos, and an, an engagement party all in one day is because she yeah, she's saying that she's been thinking about this her whole life, but ladies, the guy starts thinking of things as well. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they won't say anything because they assume that you want it your way, but it is even if they say, no, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, continuously ask because this is a marriage and you want to make sure in your marriage that there's equal voice in everything. Mm-hmm. Equal voice early on will say equal voice in the future and you want to make sure that there's always equal voice in your marriage. Um, I often say the man is the head, but the woman is the neck. <laughs> he can't. The head can't turn in a direction that the neck doesn't allow. So even if he's leading, he's going to want to hear or he should want to hear what your point of view is. Good stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, to conclude and wrap this all up, um, I like to say that the engagement season is like a pressure cooker. Mm. When you're cooking some good meat in a pressure cooker, you're leaving it overnight to soak up all the juices. It's in that heat, right? You're in that heat season. And um you're you don't know the outcome. You just know what you've put in. You don't know what it's gonna look like when you wake up in the morning. Uh and but you know you've done your part. And it's it needs to marinate. It needs to all the things that you're going through, it needs to be part of your process, even though it feels like you're going through the fire, even though you feel like, Oh, this is really uncomfortable. Um Whatever, you know, situation is, is kind of giving you like, oh, I don't really like this. This is not what I expected. Um, it's, it's like being in a pressure cooker. But know that the end result is something that is beautiful.
1: Tender, good, juicy meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: okay. So you're bringing everything together as one. Your families, finances, planning. Um, and again, all these different pressures from different areas, all those things are happening at once. So I advise you to just be patient, increase your level of understanding, uh, make it a goal to, to understand, not to always be understood, you know, try to look at the other side and have fun. That's one thing we didn't say as an Listen, advice. Have fun. Ride like, the have journey. Enjoy the
1: journey. Yes.
0: Definitely. Have fun. Do you, do you have any last words? Before? No, I think
1: that that encompasses all. Oh, pray, pray, mm, pray. Yes, I can't believe Pray, I didn't say pray. Oh my gosh, Jesus. can you pray some more? Pray get people again. To pray with you. Um, when things Delicious. get heated, watch your tone, mm-hmm. watch your words, your watch language. your body language. Mm-hmm. Go and pray. Be like, work was hard because the work of the marriage is hard. Mm -hmm. The work of the engagement is hard. So just say the work is hard Mm -hmm. and go into your prayer closet and be like, Lord, you brought me here. You better see me through this. Mm -hmm. You better see me through this, Lord. And he's listening. And he's probably chuckling because he was like, you don't know the plans I have for you. Mm. And so just pray, stay in prayer, stay positive, stay encouraged. um, Keep your head up. And enjoy the day and enjoy the moment and enjoy the ride.
0: Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Um, So I think that's pretty much it. I hope you got something out of this episode. Um, If you're not engaged and you're wanting to be engaged, we're praying for you. For those of you who are newly engaged, we're definitely praying for you. And I hope you got something out of this, whether this is the season that you're in or not. Maybe you can recommend it to someone who is in this season. Or you can save it and play it back when you're in this season. Whatever the case may be. Um, Or maybe you just enjoyed our antics uh, this episode. But either way, I thank you all for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode. See you later. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph, or on Facebook Master Mentor and Minister, or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.